I'm Melody. I'm Bonnie. I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And we are the, the Spooky, Spooky Sisters. Sisters. <laughs> that was so prime time. Welcome, welcome on the pod tonight. We do have our littlest sister zooming in, Emma Tita, all the way from California. What's up? What's happening, sisters? Nothing much. <laughs> what is happening? Just here, ready to. I mean, let's talk about it. How did your hello? How did your Halloween go? Oh, you know, it was okay. Like, I'm surprised a lot of people actually got into it. A lot of people heard my wise words and went big. They went big, so they heard your wise words. They didn't just think 2020 is crap, so let's make it better. No, I'm pretty sure that like the entire people like um, tuned in and they were like, oh. Matt said, come on, don't make this about that. I was talking to you. Okay. Okay. So Did you they, see my yard? They totally went big. I really liked how they got creative with creating slides on their banisters outside to slide the candy down. Like okay, I didn't like see a, one of those. I saw like four of them, like almost like rain gutters right on their yeah. banisters and then they'd slide them down. Yeah. For the no contact thing. Pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't see any of those, but I did. I did. <laughs> we so creepy. We did go to this. <laughs> we went to this one house. They were they made popcorn. They were handing out balloons, and inside the balloons, like they'd fill them up with helium, and then put like little um, we little lights in them, know? like the little blinky lights for the kids. No drugs. No drugs. Mm-hmm. And then um, razors. They had a no. Would you stop? Check your candy. They had. It, like one of those little LED light sticks for the kids, like kind of like a, a lightsaber. Whoa. That, that was the beast under the table. <laughs> Sorry, that was bare. Anyway, so they had like those tiny lightsabers and they put cotton candy on them. So the kids had like all these little lights. Did you see night. how clever? Yeah, it was would, so would people fun. have done that if it was 20, a regular 2020? I don't think so. And there were balloons all over in the sky because they kept Aww. coming off the sticks. Were they red balloons though? Like they were famous? orange. They were orange Ooh. balloons. The first ones were and they had um, jack-o'-lantern and faces on them, Aww. but they ran out of those. So then it turned into red. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I really, really, really enjoyed Halloween. We hit three different neighborhoods. Um, and every single one of them was celebrating. Yeah. Like it's fun. Even people that were like, so reportedly here in my neighborhood, they just don't like notoriously trick or treat. And this was huh. the first neighborhood we hit in ev- like nearly every single house we went to had but candy out. There's little kids everywhere. Oh. And then we went to mom's. Melody, what'd you do? We went trunk retreating at the Christian Life Center. And then Evergreen trick-or-treated through the neighborhood. And then you came over, fed her dinner, and then she trick-or-treated again <laughs> through the neighborhood. <laughs> That's right. I did feed her dinner. <clears throat> so if Emma talks right now, can we hear her? Emma, say something. I don't know, kid. Yeah, I can. <laughs> we can hear you. Let me see. Hold on. Talk, child. <laughs> About what? <laughs> you know, your life. Oh, How was your day? Great. Um, it was great. I Two of my Zooms were canceled, so I was yes. able to get like majority of my homework done. Good. And then I took a three-hour nap. Nice. (laughs) So Maddie, don't worry about her falling asleep because she got plenty of sleep today. (laughs) Very, very good. Yeah. And then we hit up the old lady people place over by Grandma Kate's. And of course we didn't knock on any doors there because 
you don't knock on old people's doors. That's just rude. Well, you're not supposed to be around old people right, right now. Right, exactly. So we didn't, we just went and saw Grandma Kate real fast and, and came home. But I was, I loved it. I feel like everybody went big. The spirit of Halloween was, was really, really big this year. Emma, how was it in California? Um, we put out candy. We're in a gated community. And like, there were only a few houses that put stuff out. But me and my family, we just kind of stayed inside and watched Mothman and Poltergeist. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. So you guys had a good night too. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Nice. I love that you guys watch good movies. Good spooky Mothman's movies. Mothman's good. Mothman, huh? uh, we have a confession here on Spooky Sisters. <clears throat> As you well know, our favorite villain is Michael Myers because he's just a scary man and doesn't have any like abilities other than he, he's strangely fast. Um, but we watch the original Halloween every year and oh, Lori, I got only 20 minutes into it this year. I didn't even watch the beginning of it. I was just chiming in. Like I'd turn on the channel and be like, Oh, it's on. And I'd watch like five minutes. I'm like, and I'm out. Done. <sighs> I couldn't do it this year. I don't know why. Did you get it in Mel? Yeah. I watched most of it. Oh, well, I, I feel really bad. And I'm going to catch up though. I'm going to have a really spooky first part of my November. Although I did watch most of Halloween five. But that doesn't count. Is that the one with Buster Paul Rudd? Rimes. No, the Paul Rudd no, one that's is six. trash. Yes, Five that one's trash. I saw when, some of that too. No, I, I watched some of that one too, but I didn't watch the whole thing. I do like H2O. I love H2O. Although this five is with that little girl, The little Jamie, girl, yeah. Where she's in the hospital and she can't talk. The one that yeah. looks like Mandy Garcia? Yes. And why do I keep using people's names? I'm sorry. Anyway, so that's the one I watched. I don't know why I wasn't too into it, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I feel you there. Today, I did watch Corpse Bride, though, and I do like that. Oh, yeah. Good show. Today, today, we're taking you down south to where Mama grew up. The one and only Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, Texas. It is south, south, south Texas. Um, beautiful. I've only been there a few times in my life, but I have a lot of family that still live there. Uh, we got to visit there this last September for the passing of my grandfather and... It was a beautiful service and we got to go to the beach and those waters are just as warm as a like bathtub waters. It's super uncomfortable. And our cousins, <laughs> you know, our cousins, like Bridget and Mac are like, well, it's really like, it's like poop water. It's like super gross. But I didn't know that till after the fact. So I was just in heaven in this warm Maddie poop water. Hanging out in poop. And it was a really, really, I just loved it. And the sand is super white and soft and I fell in love and I was like... So why, the only why thing would mom ever leave this place. Oh, the only, bad. <laughs> the only thing that sucked about it at the beach is you'd get into the water because it's 90, it's like a hundred degrees outside. You get into the water and the humidity is like 140. Refresh yourself. And you don't you get in and it's just as hot in the water as it is outside. So then you get back out and you're like, nothing changed. <laughs> I, I love it. I loved it. I fell in love. Um, and I'd been when I was, uh, you know, a little girl, but it's different, I guess, as an adult, especially when I'm taking my little girl. Cause the last time I was there, I was 11 and I took Hallie and she was 10. Yeah. 10. Well, Emma can remember this and there's Lucas. Remember when we went to Texas, Emma, and we went to Padre Island and we were jumping on all the jellyfish. Oh, do you remember that? And I remember how stinky we were. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she's telling <laughs> the villain in our podcast is our brother and he's trying to harass Emma right now and she's like nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice, Lucas. Very, very classy. <laughs> anyway, when we went, I think it was 2011, we went and it was red, I think they call it red tide. 
So when we were all on the beach, it was freezing that day and we were all just running around and they had all the jellyfish up on the beach, like in the sand mm. and all the kids, like they were all running around and popping them and jumping them. Cause they thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. They were the stinkiest creepers out there. So we all, we all get together and we all get by our cars and we're like, what is that smell? It's the chill. We all smelled like all of our shoes were so stinky. So we wanted to go to the car wash and just like spray our shoes off. But instead we went to a movie theater. (laughs) 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 Sounds about right. Nasty. We went to go watch Chipmunks. (laughs) That sounds fun though. Mm. Have fun stinky time. Yeah. Felt bad for everybody else in the theater. All right. So here we go. Uh, I'm just going to go, I don't have a, a history of corpus. I'm, I just thought it would be more fun for the listeners to do about 10 facts. So what's in a name? In 1519, a Spanish explorer discovered the city on the Roman Catholic feast day of Corpus Christi and named it after the holiday. So Corpus Christi translates to body of Christ. Nine, pop legend Selena, queen of Tejano Selena Selena was born, raised, and suffered a tragic death mm-hmm. in Corpus Christi. The Selena Museum pays tribute to the iconic singer, and a bronze statue of Selena looks out over Corpus Christi Bay at the downtown seawall. P.S. Pop star Selena Gomez was named after Corpus Christi's Selena. I didn't know that. Huh. P.P.P.S. Our grandfather is also buried very close to Selena. Yes, very close. So we got to visit that in September. That was special. They have her, um, I can't think. Tombstone? They have her her graveside. They have that whole area gated off. And it always has fresh flowers. Yeah. Mm. Everybody Remember that time we went there a long time ago? Mom and Gloria took us there. And everything, like everybody had written all over her headstone, graffiti everywhere. I mean, it was out of love, but... They ended up moving it, I think. And that's where they put it. And now it's all gated because they don't want it vandalized anymore. Dang. Oh. She was loved. She, she, she was, is loved. She is loved. Yes. Um, the most destructive storm the city has ever seen was in September of 1919. The death toll was between 600 and 1,000 people. And only three structures survived, making it the fourth deadliest hurricane of the 20th century. That's intense. Yeah. Corpus Christi's extra Mm-hmm. Uh, the total area of Corpus Christi is 460.2 square miles, but nearly 75% of that is <laughs> of that land is covered by water. So <laughs> they don't have much. <laughs> I like this one. The U.S. Lexington, the USS Lexington, you know, mm-hmm. that gray one served as the set for Michael Bay's 2000 film Pearl Harbor. Wow. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Josh Hartman. Okay, say their names like Ben you Affleck, really know Ben Affleck, <laughs> Josh Hartman. That's Ben Affleck. It wasn't the Liv Tyler. It was the um, Gardner. They got married. <gasps> what? What's her name? What was the girl in that? Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Got it. Uh, in 1554, three Spanish ships wrecked on the shores of the Padre Island seashore. Approximately 300 people were aboard the ships. Those that made it to the shore encountered violent Native Americans, wow. and only one person, Fray Marcos de Mina, mm. survived to tell the tale. One person. One person. <laughs> Name a restaurant after that guy. So due to high wind speeds, Corpus Christi is one of the best cities in the North America to kiteboarding, windsurfing, kite flying and sailing so the city has even hosted the windsurfing world championships they're windy they're no windy w-i-n-d-y it also has drawn the interest of the wind and i don't know why this is so funny to me 
like if you want to go kite flying, go to Corpus Christi. So, so locals like to keep their beaches clean and, and the beaches were clean. Yeah, I thought they were. they were really clean. Friends of Padre organizes the, the annual big shell beach cleanup. Whoa. Say that five times fast. Whoa. Can't big shell beach cleanup. Whoa. <laughs> Since 1995, volunteers have removed over two and a half million pounds of trash from Padre National Island seashore. That's cool. Here's, here's the most important one, guys. Whataburger was founded in Corpus Christi. Founded in Corpus Christi. Wow. Whataburger. Yeah. What a burger. The original two-story location is still open today, serving juicy burgers at 121 Shoreline Boulevard in downtown Corpus Christi. (laughs) Corpus Christi Bay boasts 192 square miles of shoreline. The beaches are well worth a visit. Find inspiration for your trip, blah, 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 blah. You guys, it's a beautiful place to go. It is very beautiful. To get a burger and go to the beach. And there's a certain smell. All right. And it's the ocean and you can smell it. We smelled it in San Antonio. Salty sea air. I believe Modest Mouse wrote a song about it. It's very good. All right. So that is Corpus Christi, everybody. So you know us. We'd like to travel and tell about the haunted parts of the cities, the haunted legends, um, anything that we can get our hands on that is notoriously known. So Melody, system number one, is going to take it away with a, a few. How many stories do you have total? Just a little bit. All right, well, let, let, let's, let's go for like a few. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well, here's the first one. It's the Sidbury House, and it's one of the 12 historical properties within Heritage Park Museum in Corpus Christi and is said to be one of the most haunted houses in the area. Visitors to the property have reported seeing the ghost of a child in the children's bedrooms who also responsible for knocking over objects in the house. Some visitors have also reported witnessing dolls being moved or rearranged during their visits. Mm. Yeah, dolls alone. Come on. Yeah. That. Get them out of the house. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and these are just little snippets yeah. on these different houses and stuff at, in the Heritage Park Museum place. Oh, like the was, totality of the place. Yeah. Did you, sorry, I didn't, I guess I didn't catch. Did you say it was the first house built in this heritage center? Yeah. Okay. It's one of the most haunted ones in okay. the areas. Okay. No, you're sorry. Fine. You know, we're little sniffles. It's okay. Okay. And the next one's Nights in. Now this one, this one's weird to me because it says some stuff and my sisters also read about it and uh, let's see what you think. Haunted hotels are certainly nothing new, but often we expect them to be older, more historic hotels rather than a pretty unobtrusive mid-price chain hotel. However, one of those haunted locations is the Knights Hotel. It's said to be haunted by the ghost of famous Tejano singer Selena, who was mm. fatally shot in the building. Oh, that's where which, she was shot? Which, and Bonnie. Melody, finish that next part. She's never actually been seen, but guests say that they've heard her singing and can smell her signature scent of roses. Those who hear and smell her say they are also overcome with an intense feeling of sadness. So, but it's it's crazy to me because if that's at the Knights Inn, um, there are two Knights Inn when I was looking it up. And then when I was actually looking up Selena's murder, she was not shot at Knights Inn. She was at a Days Inn hotel. So it happened at Days Inn. So it happened during the day, not the night. The exact opposite. <laughs> it's actually true. Yeah. So I don't know. That might be something to look up. Um, if you guys know the addresses from the Knights Hotel 
if it used to be a day ho- days in hotel yeah I don't listeners know. I don't. if you know let us know because I'm boggled by it spooky sisters because why would she if she was shot and murdered at the days in hotel why maybe it was previously known does she as go to night sin could have been Bonnie it could have been because I mean that was how many years ago a million yeah. so like it could have changed more names, than twenty but who knows um but the I was I was kind of reading about how everything happened. There's diagrams like it shows Yolanda standing in a certain spot. Yol, Yolanda Sal, was it Saldivar, um, yeah, Sal, Saldivar. She was the one that ended up shooting Selena. Mm-hmm. Selena was 23 years old. Yolanda was in her 30s. Oh, she was. I yeah, she, she was, was older. older. In the movie, it shows her to be much older. Like, now she's was, like in her she, 50s. She was just a jealous. currently she's in her 50s in jail. Oh, so, um, but yeah, she, she embezzled. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, know yeah. they said like $30,000 from Selena. Oh, um, Selena would have been bigger than JLo. I bet. Yeah. JLo wouldn't be JLo if Selena, if Selena was alive. Mm-hmm. You can quote me on that. So, um, hot take a little more on this. Like when they were, they showed little diagrams of where Yolanda was standing, where Selena was standing. They actually went, she shot Selena it was by the right shoulder, but they hit an artery and that's how she bled out. She ran, she was trying to run to the front office. Mm. She actually got to the front office door and she collapsed to the floor and she said, Yolanda room so-and-so. And And then that was it. Mm. So they found Yolanda, took care of it. And then she she was actually rushed rushed to the hospital and she died in the hospital. That's so sad. I don't want to think about that. I know. So. I, I, sorry, I was doing more research Selena. on it. <laughs> All right. Melody has another one. one. All right. I'm going to do one called the Galvin House, and it's another one of the haunted buildings in the Heritage Park Museum. It's one of the oldest houses in the museum, and it's well over 100 years. It now houses Corpus Christi's Cultural Center, which is responsible for all of the artistic and diversity events in the town throughout the year. In terms of the alleged haunting of the house, there is said to be a ghost on the second floor of the Gallivan house who is who will tap visitors on their shoulder. Visitors also say that they have heard phantom footsteps ascending the stairs in the attic while touring the house. And that's all there. That's it. Tap, 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 tapping on my, my shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> 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 Want another one? I, yeah, I can sure. go on to mine if you want to keep going on yours. I've got, that, well, yeah, let's have Melody have one more. Yeah. And then we'll shoot over to you. This me. one's called the Wilson Plaza, and it was built back in 1927, and it was originally called the Nixon Building for quite some time now. It has been recognized as a bit of a hot spot for paranormal activity and is considered to be one of the most haunted locations in Corpus Christi. The what? One of the most haunted locations in no, Corpus Christi. No, what's it called? Uh, Wilson Plaza. The Wilson hmm. Plaza. Witnesses who have encountered the ghostly goings on here say that they often feel as though they are not alone even if there is nobody else around visitors have seen shadow figures and have heard a number of unexplained noises in the building the activity seems to happen mostly late at night or early in the morning the people that work in the offices in wilson plaza say that they have seen elevators stop randomly on floors where nobody has called them doors opening and closing on their own and the office doorknobs rattling by themselves okay question question why do ghosts only do creepy stuff 
at night or early morning because it's the witching hours at night. Ow, where? But like, why? No, I want to know. Like, you're a ghost. Do you? Is there more power at night? Like Mom said. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think everything happens at night. Hashtag Isabel. Wait till my next. Wait till my story. Ooh, I'm just wondering, like, why it's always uh, dusk, dawn, or or nighttime. <clears throat> that a lot of the activity happens. I think it's because like that's when like humans feel most vulnerable. Could be. True. That's true. And maybe we like emit that and it gives them more energy. Because if something happens during the day, you're like, "Mm, too soon. Give it a couple more hours. Just in case (laughs) listeners couldn't hear Emma Tita, she said that humans are more vulnerable at night when we're more sleepy, more delirious or sleeping in a sleeping state. And I agree with that because I really think that a ghost has to manipulate energy to form. I don't know. No, I I think that makes sense. I'm going to go with that. Um, Scientifically said. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's hear it, Bonnie. All right. So I have got Blackbeard's restaurant and Emma, do you remember going there? Yes. She gave me a thumbs up. So this one is on the beach. It is a, Right, purple building. So you won't you won't miss it. Um, anyway, they have like a lot of seafood, and I don't. I'm not what? a big fan of seafood. What? So I, I can't remember what I got there. Anyway, I know. Um, we're gonna get hate for that. It was okay. It was it was okay. Give me the enchilada. <clears throat> yeah. So they're saying that this one is <laughs> another haunted place in Corpus Christi. Um, so nobody's really sure of who is haunting the the restaurant. <laughs> Blackbeard and why <laughs> he died. No, <laughs> it was over a beautiful redhead. Oh, yeah, just okay. to let you know. So, yeah, they always are. People have seen um, getting jilted. <laughs> it's always a redhead. Mm-hmm. People have witnessed various different examples of paranormal activity, including doors opening by themselves, salt shakers jumping up and down on the tables. Now, that's probably during the day, right? Yeah, that's probably okay. during the day. So, they're just over why there the doing okay. When I, when I um, read that part, jumping up and down on the table. It just reminded me of that song from Beetlejuice. Jump in the line. Rock I just saw that the other day too. Okay. Yeah. I, I, believe I believe you. you. Okay. Ava actually loves that song. <laughs> of course she does. <laughs> so anyway, they see the salt and shakers jumping up and down on the tables. Chairs are moving on their own and a number of other harmless pranks. So this one's not there to terrorize anybody. To That's scare still anybody. terrifying AF though. I mean, he's probably over there like, ah, oh, look at this. Shoot! <laughs> Bonnie McCrary. <laughs> Ever, go get us a towel. Now, step. Why don't you tell everybody what you did? I picked up Maddie's Paro cup and it slid Paro and I was going to shake it. Wow. <laughs> she just shook a cup that had full some of in it. Full of Paro. All over my... I'm sorry. Okay. Table. Anyway, so he's over there like, oh, thank you, Ever. Thanks, sweetheart. <laughs> He's probably over there shaking the salt, the salt shakers. Like anybody see this? Yeah. You know, he's probably having fun. Okay. Yeah, so they're, not, they're harmless pranks, like I said. And so yeah. they're probably just Nothing making malicious. themselves no. known there. But did you get the part after that, Bonnie, about the apparition? Um, okay. So yeah. So he's just doing a bunch of harmless pranks, but on one occasion, an apparition was recorded walking around in the back dining area after closing time. There are many who believe that the spirit is that of a man who was killed in a bar fight many years ago after getting into a brawl 
over a beautiful redhead. Mm-hmm. See? He's walking around saying, closing time. <laughs> you guys are getting a lot of shows tonight. <laughs> okay. Read on. It has also been suggested that alternatively, this could be the ghost of a different man who committed suicide just outside of the restaurant after losing his beloved wife. It's a country song. It's always over a woman. It is Texas. And where's the dog? Donde esta? Okay, so, um, yeah, but I, I feel like it's just, like they say, it's just pretty harmless and there's not really anything to really worry about if you go to Blackbeard's. Go enjoy the food, you know, have fun on the beach. Um, they also say that they take their drinks and margaritas seriously. And why wouldn't they? Oh, fine. And well, recently, think, that sounds fun. Um, let's see, they're saying if you're in the mood, sit at the bar and check out our crazy collection of stuff. Um, they have like, I guess the owner of the restaurant, he was, he just passed away in 2012. And uh, uh, Bear Lakes Paro. Yeah. Anyway, so he just passed away in 2012, but he was a collector and he loved rock and roll. So he had a ton of stuff on the shelves, like just all this rec- rock and roll memorabilia. And uh, they kept it there. So they're saying you can always go and just enjoy your time and look at everything on the shelf and just remember, you know. But it says, um, if you're there, if you're at the bar when they're getting ready to close, watch the bartender pour a drink to leave it at the bar for the resident ghost. Oh, I love that. So the ghost, I guess, is caught on camera and there's a link that you can go to and you can see, but I guess the ghost comes through and takes his drink you need nice. after closing. we need to upload that to our I would like to find it yeah I'll have social to media feeds we'll upload that for you guys so anyway it's just it's housed in the bright purple building like I said earlier just across the bridge and enjoys the distinction of being one of the oldest structures still standing on North Beach having withstood its fair fair share of hurricanes and mayhem since the 1950s seriously like it's an, it's an older building and for hurricanes it's right there on the beach that's because it's um blessed right it's not cursed it's a pirate it's a it's a cool building um so anyway y'all we'll try and get that link up on the ghost taking a drink at night and you guys can tell us if you see it yeah so and then the other one i have um it's just pretty quick but it's the center theater and it was opened up in 1942 and it's said to be haunted by the spirit of a woman who was murdered by her own husband during a performance at the theater (gasps) i read about this one that's wild yeah so he apparently killed her as she left the ladies' bathroom Why on the upper floor. Why are killing so many chicks? So anyway, he killed her as she left the ladies' bathroom on the upper floor. And if you go up to the seats at the top of the stairs, overlooking the stairs, it is likely that you will encounter this woman's spirit. As <laughs> this is where she was sitting that fateful night. So anyway, if you, um, they're saying if you do sit there in the spot that she was, she and her husband are sitting. Cuidado get ready to feel things because you will be on guard because she will not want you there and she will do anything she can do to get you to leave. This may include her making you very cold or simply giving you a good push. Like, get the flip out. That's my seat. I was there first. Get out. I paid just as much to be here as you did. <laughs> I had <laughs> So, anyway. Um, if you decide to tough it out, then make sure you do not cause a disturbance or she will focus her efforts on shutting you up. I want to know how he did it. Is that morbid? No. A shiver. I, I want to know it. if she really does. Like if she comes to push, like get out of here. I also want to know why. Well, I understand why she's angry. Well, of course. I understand why she's angry. And I, and I want to know why there are not more mediums paid to go free spirits. Why is she stuck at a movie theater? 
<laughs> a gross movie theater with gum. Why are a he, lot of spirits stuck? Like, why can't they just? Why isn't somebody helping them? Why on? isn't Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman crossing exactly. them over. Never cross the streams. <laughs> we just right. referenced two I movies believe, right there. Uh, Melody has one more. A or little one. Yeah. Emma's. We'll have one little one, and then we're gonna have our little Emma Tita. All right. My last one is the Christian House Bistro. And it's a restaurant situated within Merriman Bobby's house, which is part of the Heritage Park Museum in Corpus Christi as well. And it's been said that a female apparition in old fashioned clothing, complete with a big hat and fancy shoes comes out at night. Mm. She's been seen a number of on, on a number of occasions walking into the front door before promptly disappearing, but nobody's ever seen her coming back for some reason. She just walks in there. That's my kind of ghost, man. Big she hat, walks big shoes. in and she's like, I own this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she's gone. That's Peace. it. You guys get out. I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for taking us on a tour of Heritage Park. Yeah. That was really great. Was All right, Emma, take it away. Nice and loud. All right. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to like do the high schools of every city that we go to. And today for Corpus Christi, that is Cal Allen High School. Um, it is said that, okay, so in the theater department, there's apparently the spirit of a young girl uh, who's roaming and she like messes with the elevator and stuff. Um, so it like, it opens and closes. And um, they even have like engineers come in and be like, there's nothing wrong with this. I don't know why you guys are having trouble with it. <laughs> are, you, are you guys not? Um, one of the janitors also claims um, that, like, he would see her walking around the whole campus. Like, side note, don't you think janitors have, like, the coolest stories? They always see things after hours. Yeah, because they're the only ones in the building. Not worth yeah. it. I'm not scrubbing teenagers' poop. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> okay, there's a... Um, there's a Facebook page about Corpus Christi hauntings and all these people have um, <laughs> contributed to it. And there are multiple people who have been like, oh yeah, there's totally a ghost here. I've seen her just walking around and playing with the elevators. So yeah, that's all I got. They've seen her walking around playing with the elevators? Well, they've seen her walking around and they've seen the elevator. Creepy. Oh, yeah. Or down. So my question, is it a lady in white down. or a lady in blue? She chose down. I don't know. It just says that she's a teenage girl. Hmm. Always a girl. Seriously, where are the dudes? Wait, they go to heaven. No, nope. <laughs> chicks get stuck here. <laughs> this is our plane. <laughs> we that have sucks. the answer. We just cracked it, guys. <laughs> We just unlocked it. We have too much work to do. That's right. I like Off-y. that attitude. <laughs> we we have we have work to do. All right. Did that wrap it up, Emma? Yep. All right. So you guys, as Emma stated in her cute little docile voice, she is going to be since she's in high school. Oh, she, look at her drinking I know, her drinking drink. her little drink. I know. You guys, sorry, we're ants. <laughs> we're going to fawn over her. It's just something you got to deal with. So, uh, since she's in high school, she's going to be doing all of the haunted high schools, possibly colleges, you know, junior highs in all of the cities that we tour. Um, and I think that that's kind of really fun. So, yeah, haunted elevators in Corpus Christi. That's the second elevator story. Lots of up and downness there. So. Last week we had hashtag Isabel. Hashtag Isabel. 
on our show. And she, like we said, she is the original, the original. Um, and she has three sisters that happen to be as original as she, and we wanted to do a Halloween part two, but it just, it, it, that's not how it works. That's not real life. So we decided to move this on into November. So we asked her sisters to send us stories of their own. And, uh, so we have permission to use their names. I'm going to read Aunt Gracie's story. She's the youngest, the youngest daughter, girl. And then... Uh, no, Aunt, that's Aunt Mary Sorry, Lou. Aunt Mary Lou is the youngest. We didn't get a story from her yet. Gracie's the middle child. Gracie's the middle. I feel ya. And beautiful red hair. Oh. Mary Lou has the dark hair. And then um, Aunt Gloria sent hers into us. So we'll, we'll go ahead and clip that in. So... Amazing, amazing storytellers, the Biasthetos women are. So, Aunt Gracie, I hope I do you justice in reading this story. There are tales, stories, myths, and urban legends that seem so impossible to believe. Many people who experience these unexplained phenomenons simply stay silent for the fear of being noted as crazy. And there are those that will weigh the odds and take a chance to be heard and unjudged. As I began to proofread my writing, I had to sit back a minute and read how unreal this may seem to the reader. However, this is my testimony that this did indeed happen, and it did leave some lasting memories. There are three young ladies who were tormented by these memories. This is our story. It was a hot afternoon on the summer of 72. My friend Pris and I were at her house listening to some of the greatest sounds of our time. The phone rings, and it was her friend Cindy, a girl she met a year before at a recreation center. Cindy lived a couple of blocks away, so the girls would occasionally get together from time to time. She mentioned she was home alone for the weekend. Her parents were out of town and had arranged for her to stay with some friends down the street. Cindy had made her own plans. She lied to the neighbors by claiming she had permission to stay at Pris's house for the night. We knew she was home alone, so Pris and I headed to her house to hang out for a few hours. We started our visit by gathering up a few snacks from the fridge. We then adjourned to her bedroom where we listened to some records. While sitting around chatting, Cindy blurted out a surprising, unexpected question. Do you guys want to hear something really scary? Our curiosity led to a resounded response, yeah. She sat up, had a very strange look on her face when she proceeded to tell us her story. <clears throat> she claimed a week before that her parents were entertaining some guests. When they arrived, they were each handed a black robe and a candle. Then they gathered around the coffee table in the living room. Cindy's dad walked over to turn on his stereo system. He placed a record on the turntable as they all stood around the table while the record played. Cindy described the sounds from the record as a woman screaming in horror, running helpless through the jungle as if something was chasing her. The sounds were so scary, she ran into her closet and hid there the rest of the night, much like Bonnie when she slept in the closet. <clears throat> when Cindy confronted her mom about the ordeal, her mother claims she was having a nightmare and became angry with her. She had given Cindy permission to spend the night out, only Cindy had not left the house. Her stomach was bothering her that night, so she took her time and took a nap. Cindy felt betrayed by her mother's reaction and felt she should have comforted her. The gathering ended early that night. However, Cindy recalls other nights when these people would come to the house. They would darken the room and there were candles lit all around. They would mostly talk and sometimes mumble. 
Cindy went to turn the stereo system on and I asked her if I could see the record before she placed it on the turntable. I was stunned when I saw the record label. This record was composed by Yoko Ono, the widow of John Lennon, the famous singer songwriter and member of the legendary Beatles. How could this be? The wife of a legendary band member and songwriter dabbling in some type of subliminal witch hunt wrapped into a 45 LP record? I've always been a huge fan of the Beatles, and I just could not imagine or connect this metaphoric possibility. We sat on the couch as the record began to play, driven to close our eyes as if a force had led us to do so. What we experienced through the sounds of this record was not only phenomenal, it was supernatural. A horrifying experience followed by fear of the unknown. We each opened our eyes in terror and ran to Cindy's room where we huddled together in fear while the record continued to play. A sudden chill shot through our bodies as the room temperature became cold. A bright fog, a bright fog-like mist came into the room from underneath the door and then as quickly as it came in, it suddenly sucked right back out like, like a backdraft. The whole experience lasted a lifetime and I can remember every detail. What we saw next would be an image that would haunt us in our dreams for over a year. Clearly, there was someone in the house and we had to get out. We opened her bedroom door and looked down the hallway where we saw a tall figure of a man. It was only a shadow, yet he was bald and only wearing a native loincloth. He had long nails as his arms were reaching out to us. A powdery mist formed over him and he began to move towards us. Cindy's room was close to the front door. As we stood frozen with fear, we knew we had to run to the front door and get out. We sprinted to the door and did not look back. It seemed like eternity, as if running down a long path when the door was only a few feet away. We opened the door and ran down the street as fast as we could to my house. Suddenly, scratches began to appear on our bodies. We actually saw the scratches appear on each other. The further away we got to the house, the more painful the scratches were. We were crying all the way to my house. Running two blocks to get home seemed to last forever. My father was the first to hear us and see us coming up to the front porch in hysterics. We attempted to show my dad the scratches on our bodies. However, there was no evidence of any scratch on us. It was gone. My father returned back to Cindy's house, had us wait outside while we went to investigate. When my dad opened the door to the house... Cindy's cat ran out of the house as if something was chasing her. We were certain that we left the front door open. Dad went into the house to check things out and found no one in the house. He came back out and took us back to my house where we made contact with Cindy and Priscilla's parents. The girls went back to Pris's house and Cindy was not allowed back to her home until her parents returned. After that experience, we saw each other less and less. Being together was never the same, so we eventually grew apart. We saw each other only after school, only at school. I can recall moments when we would see each other in the hallway. A subtle look of dread with hardly a smile to offer one another was clearly transparent. That is how I felt. So I know I equally shared that feeling from them both. It was more of a look of a memory that we wanted to forget. Oh, that was good. That was greasy storytelling. Very well written. Really. Isn't that beautiful? Really good. That's our genes, guys. That's Aunt Gracie. It's in our bones. Spooky bones. Uh, She literally saw a shadow man, native guy. And he scratched her. And they scratched her. And do we talk about? No, we don't talk about. 
they scratched her. What are your guys' thoughts on the three scratches appearing on people's bodies? It happens. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, man. Flat tires, they get you. It's just gone. demonic scratches, they happen. Well, well, it's it, it supposedly mocks the Trinity. It's three scratches, which represents the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Like, you've heard this, yes? Yeah. Bonnie, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's crazy. But what if you saw it in real life, Bonnie? I'd be scared. Yeah, I would. IRL. Uh, so that was our Aunt Gracie's story. Um, let us know what you think. That was terrifying. And it was definitely something with the occult. Like robes, black robes, candles over a record player. Yeah. Nope. I'm not going to play any records backwards. No, not today, Satan. I not do not tomorrow. feel like talking. Mm-mm. That's always the thing, though. You run. Run. Run, run Boris. You can. Oh. <laughs> Dear God, make me a bird <laughs> so I can fly, fly far, far, far away. So allow us to let you hear our very own Aunt Gloria from Corpus Christi, who still lives there, to tell you her story. Take it away, Aunt G. Um story I'm writing upstairs has to do with the time that Gracie and I went to Oralton, Texas to go spend a summer with, with Papa Don and Mama Sahuana. Those are my grandparents, our grandparents. And um, uh, there was a family across the highway from us. Uh, there's our Koskis and they had three children and um, there was Carl and then Junior and then Laura. And Laura would hang out with us and she'll come to Corpus, stay with us. We'll go up to to Alton and, and you know, we're encouraged to spend more time with our grandparents so that we can, you know, run around with Laura. And, uh, <clears throat> well, the day kind of ran, ran out and it was evening time. And after dinner in which Laura had dinner with us, uh, she thought, hey, you know, what if I spend the night? And I said, well, you know, I don't know if we'll all fit on the bed. It, it is a double bed, you know, and, and Laura was kind of... So we didn't have any air conditioning, so the windows were open at night so that the breeze can come in and keep us cool. And it was Gracie's turn to sleep by the window that night, you know. So, you know, we do, you know, what normal people do when you have a sleepover. We talk and we giggle and, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, we do those things uh, until we get tired and then eventually fall asleep. So, um, next thing I, I knew, you know, it, it must be like around two o'clock in the morning. That's pretty much the time the train uh, runs through town. And we're asleep. And um, I felt a tap on my shoulder. And I thought, well, um, you know, Laura's kicking again. And so I just kind of tried to, you know, not, not, let it bother me and so I just kind of turned around and <clears throat> I um, tried to go back to sleep and then 
And a little while later, I, there was another tap on my shoulder, but this time it was harder, and it was tap, tap, tap. And I turned around, and I said, Gracie, why are you calling me? What's going on? And she was drenched in sweat. She was crying. She was terrified. And I said, what's, what's wrong? And she said, Gloria, there's somebody at the window and it's calling you. And I go, what? And then when I said that, I heard a man's voice, very low voice. And it was clear, and it said, Gloria. And I froze. I froze for a minute, and then... So I jumped over Gracie, and I went to the window, and I undid the latch, and I pushed off the screen. And I told Gracie and Laura, hold my ankles. I am going to... I'm hanging on the side of the house, trying to look under the house because it sat on stilts. And I, uh, again, it said my name. Only this time it was very, very low and real breathy and, and, and there was an awful stench. And let's see if I can do the voice. It was like, um, like, must have fainted. I'm, I'm almost sure I did faint. But the next thing I remember was Gracie and Laura were saying, Gloria, 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 get in the house, get in the house. And so they're pulling me back into the house. And I snapped out of it and I brought down the window. I closed the glass part of the window and I, I locked it up on top and I pulled down the slide and we all huddled underneath the blanket. And we're all just like trying not to be loud to wake up my grandfather because I don't wake him up. Don't wake him up. He has a bad heart and I don't I don't want him to get upset or anything, you know, so it's just it's just pray. Let's just pray. And so we're underneath the blankets. And I know that Laura and Gracie are terrified, but this, this whole thing that happened is like. It was like unbelievable. But at the time, I, I could not tell you what I thought it was. All I know is that it was horrifying and it scared me and I must have fainted and the girls witnessed it and they heard it. So in the morning when I woke up, we washed up and we went into the kitchen and our grandparents had dinner and breakfast there and we mentioned it to my grandfather and I said, I don't know what it was, but it smelled horrible. And to this and to this day I'm I don't know what it was, why I experienced that, why we experienced that. But we did. That was our Aunt Gloria. Very, very spooky stories. We look forward to so many more from our aunts. Um, and we hope that we get to 
you know, learn the, the art of storytelling as well as they did. Thank you for traveling to Corpus Christi with us. We hope that you guys enjoyed her as much as we do. You should visit her, check her out online. She's beautiful. RIP Selena. Uh, you guys, we really, really hope to get better at storytelling. We really hope to get more stories from our, from our aunts and that you guys enjoy them. Please send us your stories at Spooky Sisters, not the Spooky Sisters, but Spooky Sisters, S-P-O-O-K-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at the Spooky Sisters, Ghost Emoji, and on Facebook at Spooky Sisters. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear what you think. We just posted... an apparition, I believe it's an apparition on our Instagram, like we said, from my friend Ivy. Shout out to Ivy. Thank you, Miss Ivy. Uh, she looks like a very young Nicole Kidman. Super cute. We appreciate you sending that in. Uh, go ahead and take a look at it. Let us know if it's an apparition or not. Let us know your stories and how you're enjoying our podcast. We hope that you guys have a spooky night. We hope you're cozied up and warm in something and that you have not spilled Paro all over your pants and table <laughs> because that now we're all sticky. It's contained in a cup for you, warming your soul as we scare you and tuck you into your nightmares, your worst nightmares. Bye, spooky friends. I'm Melody. I'm Bonnie. I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. <laughs> and we are the, the Spooky, spooky Sisters. Sisters.